the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Hello and welcome. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Lexi Abramson and I'm 11 years old. Coming up on Hi Kids today, I'll be talking to KK Cheller from the Royal Ballet. Also on the show, I'll have a Hi Kids riddle to challenge your thinking. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest, or if you want to answer the riddle, or if you just want to say hi. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged 1 Rand 50 cents. You can send me a WhatsApp on 062-148-2374 and please sign your name. You can also give us a call on 010-140-3020. Get ready for an interesting show on Chai Kids Today, right after this. You're listening to Chai Kids on 101.9 High FM. That song was part of your world from The Little Mermaid. This is Chai Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Lexi Abramson and I'm 11 years old. Okay, listen up kids. If you are between the ages of 9 and 11 years old, If you're well-spoken, confident, curious about the world we live in, and if you have one afternoon free a week, we would love to meet you. Chai FM wants to meet and train Chai Kids for radio. If you want to meet us, send an email to kids at chaifem.com. Chai Kids, for kids, by kids. Here on Chai Kids, we love learning about our world from the top experts. But as a kid, I also want to interview other kids. Have you done something special? Have you achieved in sport, the arts? Do you have interesting hobby, hobby or talent? We would love to meet you. It's so easy. Just email kids at chaifem.com. Chai kids, for kids, by kids. And now, are you ready for the riddle? Here it is. Why did Mickey Mouse become an astronaut? If you know the answer, then send me an SMS on 34519 or WhatsApp on 062-148-2374 with your name and answer. And you could win a prize, a Shab- you could win a prize, you could win a Shabbos treat for the Shabbos project. If you're the first one to get the right answer, remember, you have to give others a chance to win. If you've won a high FM in the last 90 days, I know it's a very long time. You can still enter the riddle, but you won't be able to win a Shabbos treat. Today I have Keke Cello from the Joburg Ballet, sorry, not the Royal Ballet, in studio with me. If you have any questions for him, you can send an SMS to 34519 or tap on 062-148-2374 or call on 010-140-3020. Hello, Keke. Good afternoon, Lexi. How are you? Good and you? Very well, thank you. So we're going to jump straight into your questions. <laughs> Let's do it. So what made you want to become a dancer? Well, I think as a young child growing up, I always had some amount of energy that I had to invest in something. And um, I didn't know that something like ballet could be a trained um, you know, um, um, activity. So um, I got into it because it was actually the, the most foreign of the art forms for me when I was a young child. And I invested a lot more time um, in trying to learn more about ballet because I found it really interesting and um, how I saw what it could do for many people who were my peers at the time when I started. 
And what age did you start dancing? Well, I was introduced to it when I got to high school, so at about 13 years old. Um, but I was at high school for, as a drama student at the time, and then I discovered that there was a dance department. So um, I would always attend rehearsals um, that my friends were part, taking part in, and I would also audition for some of the school productions at the time. And then my official training then eventually became when I went to varsity, and I trained under Deborah Gash and uh, Vicky Karras and Julian Joubert. And that is where my actual love for not only dancing, but also teaching, dance came about as well. Wow. And what kind of dancing did you start off doing? I think for many of us, you know, as a young black child growing up in a township, I was always dancing at the house parties. So what you would call like house dancing or street dancing per se. Um, and that's when I discovered that I actually did have a natural flair for movement and a very, very good sense of rhythm. And that's how I would say that introduced my path of finally landing up in the professional world of ballet dancing. And how did you get into ballet? Well, like I said, I went to the National School of the Arts for drama initially, and um, that's when I discovered that there was this entire world of ballet out there. Um, eventually, once I started attending all the rehearsals and auditioning for the musicals that were put on at school, my first musical was a musical called A Chorus Line, and oh. basically is a story about a group of dancers who are auditioning for this role. And so within that audition process, we all had to be technically proficient in more than one dance style, which was ballet and some jazz, as well as yeah. tap dancing etc. So we had a bit of I think it was about a three month period where we had to try and hone all of those skills and then from the pool of auditionees at the time um, some of us were selected and successfully so to be part of the final cast of the production. Wow, I'm quite familiar with um, a chorus line because my school did a production of it this year. I see, yeah. awesome, yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. And how did, and did you always have your, oh sorry, sorry <laughs> oh, I'm going on track. It's okay. And how long have you been doing ballet for? So professionally, um, excluding my training, I've been working as a professional for the last seven years, but I did study for four years. And then prior to that, I was trained, as I said, in high school for five years. So um, it's been quite a while. I think it's (laughs) almost uh, more than 13 years or so. Wow. Yeah. And um, how does your family feel about your work? Well, I think like with many people who are in the arts, um, families are always very, you know, um, apprehensive in the beginning until I think maybe they, they see where it can actually take you and they get exposed to the different worlds and opportunities that something like a ballet art form can um, bring forth an individual. So right now they're very, very supportive. Um, they attend as many of the productions as they can. And um, even my nieces and nephews have also gotten to um, a level of interest within the ballet world because now they see me on stage or, you know, they've seen some of my videos, etc., where I've, I've I've performed some things, and a lot of the traveling that I've done as well, you know, it's, it has been very very inspiring for them. So, but generally, my family is, is is very supportive. I must say, like I said in the beginning, it wasn't as much where I had to convince, especially my dad, <laughs> how um you know I could possibly make a career out of this. Um, and it wasn't until I got my first paycheck that he was actually <laughs> very excited for me to say, okay, well maybe we can give this art thing a go, and I can actually concentrate on it and make a, a living out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and And um, do you only do ballet or have you been involved in other types of dance or performance like singing or acting? 
Yes, definitely. Um, I actually do have a degree in musical theater. Um, I majored in teaching and dance performance wow. in my final year. So overall, I've done training in ballet, jazz, contemporary, um, what people sometimes call modern dancing as well. I've done tap dancing. I've done Pilates. I've done body conditioning. Um, and then when I was in India, I learned a few um, things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I lived there for about four months. Mm-hmm. And I learned some Kathak dance styles. I learned some Bharatanatyam dance styles. Um, and obviously locally, you know, I've done a little bit of hip hop. I've done a little bit of street dance and, um, yeah, I, I've, I've dabbled quite a, a little bit in, um, the Latin American and ballroom scene, but not quite that much. Although I love it so much, but it's, I, I, I respect it from a different perspective because it's a, it's a whole different technique and like style normal. of movement. It is, yeah, you know, but, um, I love watching it. And the most recent thing I've tried my hand at is, um, a little bit of salsa, which is a very <laughs> casual dance form, which I've, I'm fallen in love with because I've actually got some friends from Cuba who've actually, you know, um, taken time to teach us a few things. Things. Yeah, <laughs> that's so nice. And what career would you have chosen if you didn't become a ballet dancer? Sure. I think when I was still in primary school, I really wanted to be an air pilot because I was fortunate enough to be on my first flight when I was nine years old, thanks to my mom. Um, but I flew alone to Port Elizabeth from Johannesburg, so it was quite a daunting experience. But after landing there in a safe manner, I thought, oh, maybe I could become an air pilot. Then eventually I grew up and um, I did a couple of aptitude tests, etc. And then I discovered that some of my interests actually lie in reflexology, which obviously is um, the study of the science behind feet. And, and now here I am as a dancer. So I think I can actually make use of that, my reflexology skills as well as a dancing thing. But if not that, I really, really do love um, theater criticism and analysis um, and as well as generally arts administration. Yeah. Um, you know, um, there are so many facets within arts administration as well. So, um, I, I see myself in that, in that field, whether it is, you know, in the marketing department or, um, not the accounting department. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a great person with numbers when it comes to that, but, um, the marketing definitely is something that I really, really do enjoy. Um, and then things like, you know, public speaking and, um, writing as well, you know, um, I really do enjoy that. But that also ties in with what I said, like being a theater critic or an analyst, you know, within the, yeah, the world of the art. Yeah, I know. love writing. It's yeah. my best. <laughs> awesome, awesome, yeah. So we're going to go into a quick break and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. That song was Let It Go from Frozen. My name is Lexi Abramson and this is the Hi Kids show. My guest today in studio is Keke Chiller from the Joburg Ballet. Hello again, Keke. Hello again, Lexi. So we're going to go back into your questions. Sure. <laughs> um, what, have, what have been some of the highlights of your career? I think I'm definitely traveling. Um, when we went to China with Joburg Ballet, that Ooh. was a really, really great highlight for me. And um, we performed for their president and ours on wow. stage. Yeah, and it was quite an exhilarating experience. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I think staying in India for about four months, where I was not only performing there, but also teaching some of their company members was also quite a highlight for me. But most recently... Um, since I've been uh, appointed as the coordinator for the Joburg Ballet School, where I am in charge of running the four schools under which um, the Joburg Ballet Company um, um, hosts, which are situated in Alexandra, in Soweto, and two in Bramfontein. Mm. And so it is quite a challenge for me, and it has been quite the tough year since I started. <laughs> um, but I think that uh, it's been a rewarding experience, you know, as much as a highlight as it's been, and it's challenges, but it's been quite rewarding. 
And do you get do you ever get stage fright? Well, I think well, stage fright per se is you know when you're on stage and then suddenly you I don't know forget your words or forget the steps etc. But I think any performer still has to get that ounce of nerves you know before you get onto stage whether it's you know you start having sweaty palms or the butterfly feeling in your tummy <laughs> or whatever the case is. But I think because I've become a professional and I've learned how to operate under a lot of pressure and do all of that, um, I've, I've I've found mechanisms to help myself to cope to get myself into that zone where one has to travel to and just focus on the task at hand. Yes, special be, tricks. Yes, whether it be a performance or even when you're teaching, you know. Um, I mean, as a, as a teacher for young kids, I have got to be able to demonstrate for them in case maybe they don't understand the words that are coming out of my mouth and what I expect from them because ballet truly is such a specialized art form. You know, it's not normal. You know, we're striving for perfection, but we know that perfection doesn't exist. So I think, um, yeah, one when you go into an exam, for example, I, I recently also had an examination where I really was a bit nervous and you know I think it still comes up every now and again you can't you can't run away from that because yeah. you know it's a live performance or it's a live exam you're not going to be recording it and being able to edit it a thousand times you know you only get one shot <laughs> and that's how you you know um you have to learn how to um move on with 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 whatever nerves or stage fright you may be feeling and what have um, been some of your favorite ballets to perform in or to watch um, you can say two of both. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, I think I love many ballets for various reasons. For example, I love Giselle, the ballet, but it's because I love the musical score so much. Adolfi um. Adam's musical score was something of pure genius. It just transports me to another world. Um, I love the ballet Don Quixote because it's set in Spain and there's so much more male virtuosity, you know, that gets to show off what the male dancer's abilities are, um, you know. So um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. Um, and then in terms of just watching, I think the majesty of the number of dancers on a stage when you do a production of Swan Lake is quite amazing. Um, you know, just displaying women or female swans in, a, in such a different light, but just showing their strength as well as their grace, you know, um, is quite something that I enjoy seeing a lot and um a lot of the time, uh, uh, sorry, uh, another one of my favorite productions has been um, a productions by the Alvin Ailey Dance Company, which was called um, Revelations, which is quite an old uh, piece for that is in the company's repertoire. But when I first saw it, you know, it really did speak to me in a very personal manner. And um, just the, the, the journey in which those dancers take or the lives that are represented there was very resonant within me as well as a young black performer who's growing up, you know, in this um, post-apartheid South Africa, etc. So, so it's an oldie. Yeah. It's but an a oldie, but a, a newie. That's a very goodie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what? Which person has been the greatest influence in your life? Sure. Is this again now in just in the dance world and my personal capacity, or <laughs> it can be either way. Like you're the most like a meaningful person that's been there by your side anywhere. Well, I think, okay, then that has got to be my mother. I think my mom, <laughs> Sorry, she, dad. you know, you know, yeah, well, dad was also there. I mean, um, I'm blessed to have my family. My parents have been married for 44 years now. So, I mean, they've all I've known being together this whole time. But I think my mom 
regardless of all the choices that I made along the path. You know, like I said earlier, my dad was a bit apprehensive about my choice to go into the arts, but my mom was always there, you know, saying that she'll support me, you know, throughout everything that I've been doing. But along my journey as well, I've had a, 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 a number of great friends who've literally stood by me, who've understood, you know, um, this journey that I've been on, you know, um, I'm still one of those people who, is still friends with people that I was with in the same primary school. You know, one of my oldest friends and I, we've been friends literally for like 30 years of our lives together because we grew up together. We went into the same preschool, the same primary school, the same high school together, and <laughs> we're still together even today. You know, so people like an Archie and a Sfiso and Mbali and, uh, you know, those people are really, really amazing to me. And nowadays it's people that are either my teachers, whom I now learn a lot from, or even some of my colleagues today, you know, um, who really, really do inspire me to try do better and who always just you know um, are there to support me if I'm feeling like this is like the worst day ever yeah. like my colleague Gabelo today it's her birthday so Happy she birthday. bought some nice chocolate cake for the office so yeah Gabelo thanks for that really appreciate that um, yeah and a whole lot of other people that I really learned from who've been in the industry for so long you know um, and mostly like I'm saying because in the ballet world it's such a close-knit community and it's very small and many of us do know each other you know so like my colleague Jonathan Hurwitz, for example, who um, is our publications administrator, he's been in the ballet world for so long and I get to learn from him every single day because we share an office and there's just the smallest of things, whether it's compiling a program or to having to write up something that's going to go for a press release, etc. You know, um, I learned these small little tricks from all of them that I can take on one day and hopefully, I don't know, run my own establishment and having the best expertise available to me, which is so, so, so amazing. Wow. Yeah. And how fit do you have to be in order to be a professional ballerina? You have to be extremely fit. I think people always underestimate the strength that is required to be a professional dancer because they don't realize that you are a permanently employed member of the company, which means that you are there for eight hours every day, six days a week. And, you know, it doesn't just happen overnight where you can suddenly just put on a ballet production. So if your body is not fueled with the right amount of nutrients that it needs in order to cope for an eight-hour day, and for the females literally standing on your toes for that amount of time, is not child's play. You know, so you've got to take care of your body. You've got to always be eating healthy. You've got to always be exercising outside of the ballet world. And you've always got to be remaining hydrated because, you know, your body does need the fluids such as water. And in some cases, you need an energy drink or two. But um, it is really, really important to stay fit, but to also maintain a fit and healthy lifestyle. Because when people have bought tickets to watch a show, they come there to watch a world-class performance. And <laughs> you can't be there feeling tired because, oh, I don't know, you had another show or you had a very late night or whatever the case is. And you've got to always take care of yourself. But most importantly, you've also got to take care of yourself so that you've got longevity to last within the industry. Because it's so small, and if you're an unreliable dancer, whether it's because you don't take care of your body, or whatever the case may be, then you will not be actually, you know, um, applauded as a person that people want to work with. And because our industry is so small, word does get out there very quickly if you're not going to be able to to prove to people that you know, like, you are very healthy. And by health, I also mean not only body, but I mean your mind as well and your spirit. It's got to be in there. You know, you've got to connect with the audience, connect with your colleagues, and bring out the best that you can. Wow. Yeah. And can you tell us what what it's like to perform for the Joburg Ballet? Well, it's tough. Um, I mean, people don't just walk into the company. You have to go through an audition. 
And because we've also got some dancers from overseas, you know, we really are truly a world-class African ballet company. And you have to be able to be there, like I said, with body, mind and soul to provide eight hours of your day every single day. And sometimes it does get really, really tough. You know, we put on a lot of productions, but people think that, for example, we've just done Snow White now. And they think that that's all we were busy working on. But they have no idea that while Snow White is going on, the company's got a tour to go to Mozambique. They're leaving on Thursday. Then they come back, we've got another show at Hyde Park. And these are all different shows, but they have to always be rehearsed as well because the program changes all the time. So when you're busy doing one thing in the evenings, during the day, you also have to come in to rehearse another program because we also get involved in a lot of corporate functions where we've performed at people's birthdays or at people's weddings and people who own companies that want to have year-end functions have really (laughs) asked us to come and perform for them. So it is really, really tough. And like I said, it's a... It's, it's, it's like your typical nine to five. And if you're not there with your head strong and your body fit and healthy to be able to do what's required of you, you can easily lose a place in the company. And it is truly a prestigious company to work for. And that's why I say it's very, very tough to be at Joburg Ballet. And speaking of which, which hmm. are there any ballets we can look out for that may be coming up in Johannesburg after... Well, after Snow White. Yes, definitely. Um, so we will be at the Hyde Park corner, um, the shopping mall, oh. um, doing, um, a condensed version of Snow White. Um, that is going to be on Thursday, I think the 3rd of November. Oh. And then after that, we will be working on our studio soirees, which are, um, very, very intimate performances that we have in our ballet studios at the Brom, in Bromfontein at the Joburg Theatre Complex. And this is where people will get to see the dancers up close rather than in the theatre that's got about 900 plus seats and um, this year we'll be presenting um, extracts from Sleeping Beauty which Aww. a lot of people know from yeah as just the story etc the animation as well as um, the, the, the ballet and then we will also have some other um, new neoclassical and contemporary-esque works that we will be doing um in, in our studio soirees as well. And people also get a chance to see our little ones, um, the learners from the Joburg Ballet School coming in to do a performance as well, um, at some of the performances. And then lastly, we will also be, um, hosting our, um, Joburg Ballet Summer School, Ooh. which is happening in December. And basically that's a time for the little ones um, from the ages of 6 to 18 to come through our studios and spend about a week with our dancers and teachers. And they get all kinds of lessons from ballet to some contemporary work to some Pilates and yoga to um, repertoire lessons. And the older um, students have um, lessons in pas de deux, which is um, when it's dances for two people. So they learn how to do some partnering work mm. on point shoes for the ladies. And the gentlemen get to also learn how to work with a partner because that's ideally where you want to end up in. Yeah. in the, when you're in a professional company, that is, you know, you have to be expected to learn to know how to um, be technically proficient in your dancing as well as your partnering skills. Yes. So yeah, Joe Ballet school is I think um, it's closing off our year um, which has been a very very busy year for us this year but um, yeah it has it, it, those are the things that are coming up so <laughs> our studio soirees and then our um, Joburg Ballet Summer School which are both happening in our Joburg um, Ballet Studios in Bromfontein <laughs> that's something to look forward to yes and okay sorry which ballets have you performed in like please could you tell us about them Sure. There's a um, lot I can <laughs> Yes. Um so I've done 
Snow White. I'm, I'm not Snow White. Sorry, I'm Snow White's <laughs> agent now, but I wasn't part of it. My, the children I teach are part of it. But I've done Cinderella, and I played one of the ugly stepsisters. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's uh, you know, so it was one of my favorite roles as well because of the fact that you know, um, as as a, as a gentleman, you have to you do that role because you give it that comic element, you know, as opposed to having a female playing that role. Um, I've also done um, Giselle with the company. I've done. Um, Don Quixote with the company. I've done um, Le Cossé where I played the Pasha. Um, and I mean, all these ballets are true classics which people know and love. And so it's always so great for us as a South African company to be able to bring these productions home because we know that people love them and they don't necessarily have the access to them um, if they can't afford a trip overseas and then add on theater tickets for yourself. So Joburg Ballet has really been working so hard to be able to keep the company's look very fresh, but also staying true to the classical productions that people know and love so much. So a production like Snow White that just ended was something that was very new in the Joburg Ballet's repertoire, but it's also a very new ballet. It doesn't exist, so people can't have a frame of reference for it. And that's why people actually enjoyed it so much. And I mean, we had some really, really great houses. Um, our audiences were full on some of the performances because it's something new and it's it was fresh and it, it was very exciting for the whole family because both young and old can enjoy it. You know, and there were elements of comedy and some drama as well as obviously the passion and love that comes off with it. You know, with the happy ending where Snow White and the Royal Huntsman get married <laughs> but um, uh, I got to watch it from the sides because like I said the children that I trained in the Joburg Ballet School were involved in the production and um, talking of which I'll be auditioning some kids um, later this year as well in November ah. to try and get a new intake for next year so um, yeah from the 20th until the 25th of November we're having our auditions for the Joburg Ballet School as well as our satellite schools that I spoke about earlier in Alexandra Soweto and in Bramfontein. Um yeah and I mean if people forget any of the details that I've just said now they can <laughs> always go to our Facebook page our Twitter page our Instagram uh, we are all at Joburg Ballet and and yeah, they can find all this information and more for any of the Joburg Ballet performances, as well as the auditions and the summer school and our studio soirees. It's going to go into another quick break, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. That song was I Can Go the Distance from Hercules. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Lexi Abramson, and I'm 11 years old. Before we... Okay, um, we're going to finish up the questions first. Yeah. Sure. So, what qualities do you think you need to have to be successful in life? To be successful in life? Yes. Sure. I think you need a lot of resilience. I think you need a lot of confidence in yourself because you all have a different journey to go on. And I think that you need a lot of passion because a lot of people often do things just for the sake of doing them, whether it's because you are being coerced by your family or because you are stuck in an environment where you can't get out of. But if you aren't passionate about what it is that you want to do and also just realize, you know, which lane you belong into, you're never going to really make the best out of who you can possibly be. So you could be cheating yourself of that. And if you could pick the most favorite moment in your in your dancing career, what would it be? Sure, in my dancing career, <laughs> I think it would have to be maybe you know when when my parents actually came to see me in my first professional production. Um, there was a time when I did a production called Somebody to Love, which was a a dance spectacular to the music of Queen, and um, I did quite a few numbers in that performance on that particular day. And I just 
I, lo- I love the music, so I was very inspired already, and I enjoyed, you know, being on that stage with those kinds of people, etc. So yeah, that could that could have been it. <laughs> and do you um know how our listeners? Sorry, I'm I'm going all over the place. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, to end off, what tips and advice could you give to the kids listening who love to dance? Well, I think it's very important to um dedicate a lot of time to your craft, just like with anything else in life. Um, for all the dancers out there, I think you need to have um a dedicated teacher behind you as well. Um, and also realize that, you know, um for us at the Joburg Ballet School, for example, ballet training for us is about the vocation and not the recreation. So we're not doing it for fun. We're doing it for education so that one can potentially have a career um, in the future. And so um, you need to dedicate those hours that are necessary to, to, to become a professional. And that's if you want to become a professional. Yes. You know, um, some people don't want to become a professional and they just enjoy, you know, wearing the costumes and being on a stage and getting the applause. <laughs> but some people want to make a career out of it, you know. So um, the the amount of work you put in is the amount of results that you're going to get out. So if you're dedicated and, and very um, strong-willed and passionate and to do your best, um, then those kinds of results will come out. And we actually have one more question from one of our listeners for you. Mm, Ready? Yes. So what is, what is a pay like for a dancer? Oi, the pay for a dancer. <laughs> I hope my boss is listening now. <laughs> well, um, the pay really isn't that great. I mean, just in the arts in general, you know, we have, um, we are very lucky because unlike in the past where there were companies which, um, would actually employ performers such as actors, singers, or dancers on, and, and guarantee them a salary every month, you know, the Joburg Ballet is still one of the very few companies that still exist today. Um, so I think for a quarter ballet member, um, which is, um, the first, um, the lowest ranking in the company, well, we've now got something that's called junior quarter ballet members, but that's your ensemble dancers. I think they may earn just over about 6,000 rand, um, which is not a lot of money considering that, you know, the rate of inflation and our living expenses these days is, is a lot. So, um, yeah, and the higher you go in the ranking, um, you know, the, the better your chances of making a little bit more money. But a lot of our dancers also um, equip themselves with other skills so that they can do extra work, you know, whether they perform outside um, and, and, and have, like, other shows that they do for people. Like I said earlier about corporate functions, etc. That's how we also yes. make extra money, you know. Um, but And then others, you know, like, also take um, a few odd jobs here and there. Like when a ballet studio's got exams and they need people that can do ballet hair. You know, ballet hair is very specific. You have to have a specific bun for a specific exam. And a lot of professional dancers know what that bun, um, how long it takes to get that bun yeah. in place, etc. So they do such things, yeah. But we're looking for sponsors. So anybody who's got extra money lying around, please <laughs> send it to Joburg Ballet. We, we will make very good use of any kind of support we can get. Well, thank you for coming on Chai Kids and teaching us more about ballet. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, thank Lexi. You. I appreciate your time. And just a reminder that our riddle today was, why did Mickey Mouse become an astronaut? If you know the answer, then SMS, then send me an SMS on 34519 or WhatsApp on 062-148-2374 or call, sorry, or call on 010-140-3020. We'll be wrapping up the riddle very soon. Um, we actually have a, we actually have a very special birthday today. Happy birthday to Tali. Tally Franzman, who is turning 11 years old. Happy birthday. 
How to become a member of the Kha Kids Birthday Club. Ask an adult to email your name, date of birth, and address to kids at highfm.com. It is as easy as that. We'll send you a special gift on your birthday and we'll wish you happy birthday on air. was why did Mickey Mouse become an astronaut? Well, well done to Ashira Blumberg for getting the right answer. Mandy will contact you after the show with the details after to give you your prize. The answer was he wanted to visit Pluto. This is... This has been Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Lexi Abramson and I'm 11 years old. Join us next week for another Hi Kids show. Thank you to my producer Mandy and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Goodbye.